1: On this episode, I'm joined by a Harlequins and England youngster. He's a superstar. I know his dad, lovely bloke. It's the great, the wonderful Caden Murley.
0: This is the Big Jim
1: Show. Give it up, yeah! Big Jim is wearing his heels. Marching around the
0: town to get some thrills, but it's time to go in now, and he's big and red, I shot a black copy, now he's super dead. He gets loud I'm a bearded day I showed her off some whiskey, and he showed
1: me like a mouse, Nice to have you, mate. Yeah, thank you, mate. It It looks right having you you in here. You look right. You look (laughs) better than me. Not that that's an easy thing, but young, fresh, athletic. So it's great to have a current player in. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, all
1: good. Big win yesterday.
0: Yeah, big, big win. Um, Yeah, it was. It was interesting. It was. I think it was a bit tough to keep rallying through when it was just constant scores. But like the boys stuck at it, we tried to. Um, not just chuck it around like Harlem Globetrotters style. We're just trying to stick to a game plan. Mm. Still trying to go through the bits, kind of emulating the the senior team, and yeah, ended yeah. up scoring ninety-one points. I so. know.
1: Bit of context to that. So it was the England day. The, they're not called Saxons anymore. No, England, England day a now. Yeah. Versus what I thought was going to be. The World Cup Portugal mm-hmm. side, but it who turned beat out Fiji. who beat yeah. Fiji. Yeah, yeah, actually, who beat Fiji and who won the hearts and minds yeah. of all the rugby public. But I didn't recognise one name on that list, no, I so I was thinking it could be fifty, but it was actually nearly a hundred. Yeah. Oh, how um, was the conversation before, like with that? Because it's obviously an honour right, to yeah, play 100%. for your country. The England they hasn't been around like it's not been no, in the for mixer ages. for ages. Yeah. And it's the stepping stone, hence when you look at the team, players like yourself playing some quality players to the national team. And you play that and there's nearly 100 points. Like, What does anyone get from that? Was it a bit of an anti Well, the
0: whole week was literally emulating the when you're in senior camp for Six Nations or Autumn or anything like that. So it was there was a big build-up. We didn't really know what team they were going to send, so we were expecting to come up against, like you said, the team that, that beat Fiji in the World mm. Cup. So we prepared like it was a test week and ready for everything and... Um, got to the game, and yeah, it just happened to be that it wasn't quite their best team.
1: Yeah. Did you have to pull the foot off the accelerator? No, not, not at all. I no. Think we
0: were going for the, for the jugular. Yeah, we were going. <laughs> yeah. We were going like everyone wanted to put their foot in the doorstep of that, that proper squad. And obviously, boys dropping down from the camp, the likes of Will Muir, Charlie Yule's, and all that, they came in and led pretty well. Charlie Yule's especially, led pretty well. So. Mm.
1: And what's said after? Like what? What's in the change room after? You couldn't have done any more, I suppose. That's the conversation. Exactly, is yeah, it? it was
0: just. Yeah, it was one of those where, like, it wasn't what we kind of hoped it was going to be with the the challenge and kind of emulating a test match. It wasn't really the same intensity as that, but I think boys still played well and showed up and fronted up. Scored a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, hat trick. Yeah. You know, a few walk-ins again. Nice oh. to be back out. Aye.
1: Yeah, you take them hold on your wing yeah, that's, exactly. mate, there's loads of walk-ins now we saw that as well like yeah. that's in even the big game if you can hold your width and be patient Yeah,
0: look at Doohan you oh. just need someone like Finn feeding
1: you oh my gosh did you Would you watch the game yeah we all watched that game oh, together as well. what was yeah. your I, and it might be difficult for you to say as a 24 year old young man <laughs> who's kind of there or thereabouts yeah. Scotland very good A few. I Scotland mean, were brilliant in yes. the moments they mm. took their
0: moments They've, Well, when you've got the likes of Finn Russell Hugh Jones Van der Merwe they literally had three or four opportunities and grasped them with both hands and um, completed their line breaks and took took their opportunities whereas England on the other hand maybe a few new combinations and stuff just didn't click but they, were, they played really well I thought that first ten minutes they flew out the box
1: that's what I said yeah I thought they actually played really well it was just those few moments Hey, I've not spoken. You're the first person that I've spoken Mm -hmm. to, really, of any kind of like. Right, well, if you say something, you're probably right. You're more right than me because you're (laughs) close to it. But I actually thought England played really well. Yeah, there were some mistakes, and I don't think people realise when they watch a game like that. Like Scotland, one of the best teams in the Mm -hmm. world. Yeah at the minute like they are like Um, based on the World Cup but how they play the players that they've got like you mentioned Van Der Merwe you know Rory Darge is on fire Jack Dempsey Grant Gilchrist George Turner um, Jamie Ritchie who's been captain you've got Finn Russell probably the best 10 in the world or in the top 3 Duane Van Der Merwe on the wing who's one of the best wingers Blair Kinghorn who's playing at Toulouse (laughs) you've got Hugh Jones who's on fire at the minute like that's a fucking good Scotland team and England in the first half I thought they looked wicked and there was a load of emotional drivers around Jamie George and the Mm -hmm. passing of his mum but also like the need for them to play well so I'm glad you're saying that because I was like I loved the game I really enjoyed it proper test match and then like I said yeah Scotland clinical we were very clinical. We <laughs> were. Like, just give people a, uh, an idea, Ken, as a, as a player, how difficult it is. Because like, I even I watched a bit like with my messes, which is yeah. ridiculous, because she watched me play, right, for 15 <laughs> yeah. years, and I couldn't catch or pass. She's like, oh, a lot of like mistakes and stuff like that from England, though, like dropping the... As in, I just asked her, because yeah. I put it out on social media, that I thought England were brilliant in the first half. So I just said it casually, not just to her, mm-hmm. but to my lad and a couple of mates, Oh, and she she said, Oh, there's a few dropped balls. And I was like, Yeah, but that's like because of how intense the game was and it's done, everything's done at the line. Just give the listeners an idea of like how hard it is to evolve your game and play that style of rugby that England want to play.
0: Yeah, and I think people will try and compare like test match to club rugby sometimes. And I remember going into my first camp under Eddie. And the amount of pressure that is put on you by, you've got the best players in the country constantly, like Scottish, like you said, the Scottish back row, Scottish centres, Tua Plotu and Hugh Jones, probably two of the best mm. defensive centres as well, constantly in your face, putting pressure on you. You've got no time, like you said, it's all at the line. And those who can do it, the likes of Finn Russell, George Ford at the line, all it takes is one little bit of pressure. And it's it's so hard to do, mm. so hard to do. And it just has to be off by that, 10-20 centimetres a pass and suddenly it's on the floor and I think that's where a lot of the mistakes came I think it's credit to Scotland to be honest with their defence they were putting boys under pressure and yeah it's literally just those fine margins in a test match which can cause a loose ball suddenly Duane van der Mervers run 50 metres and you're under your post again
1: mm. I thought that there that the game plan was spot on as well there was a South African game plan feel as in not how South Africa play, how England played against South Africa in the semis with the kind of short box kicks, Mm -hmm. like the up and unders, which was someone like George Furbank. I was like, well, actually, if you're going to play that game, you need a Freddie in there. But I thought George played really well in that game plan as well. So there was a bit of a mix, wasn't there, between the two styles in which they want to play. Mm -hmm. But I suppose, like, because you're at Harlequins and you play this fast brand of rugby with Marcus and Northampton are doing that as well. It's almost like, oh, they've got the blueprint, but you kind of said there that, well, it's it's not as easy as that to go from club to country in that space. No, definitely not. The intensity and the amount of time you've got on the ball
0: is different club to country. And that's why I think so many people are like, why can't we see this huge, expansive game in Test Rugby? I think because of the amount of pressure you get put on, because everyone is drilled into a system they're Mm. the best players in the league... Like, there's a reason why they're there and they're putting so much pressure on you so it does make it that much harder to play. Yeah. How far away are you, do you think? Do you know? Hat-trick? No. You scored a hat-trick, I mate. did score You're a hat-trick, in. yeah, but um, <laughs> we also scored 91 points so I don't know if that's much for a given. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll be in in and around the mix. I mean, I've had a tough run of injuries at start of the season. Mm. Did my MCL my knee and then did my Sinners' Mercy ankle um, when I yeah. came back from that. So it's, I've only played about four or five games this year so it was nice to actually just get a full 80 under the belt and then hopefully I'll kick on and hopefully we'll try and get a spot on that summer tour
1: yeah well there's some quality players coming through like if you're an English fan and you're looking at like the quality of players coming through like the back three especially right you see George Furback coming yeah. people questioning like how's he coming? he who did he play against was it maybe last six nations was it against France a couple yeah, years ago in France and, he, think, and he was yeah. phenomenal mm-hmm. like he was unreal like and you think of like young fail Waboso both yeah. on the right wing yeah. as well yourself, like not being in the mix. I mean, there's loads, like, as in the back three especially, mm-hmm. there's, I'm going to say it, as in close to world-class talent. And I suppose just a moment in time, right, in getting your opportunity. Exactly, yeah. It's all about being ready when, when your opportunity comes and hopefully grasping it with both
0: hands and taking that
1: opportunity. Yeah. So the body is... Yeah, feeling really good, actually. Yeah.
0: It's been a bit weird because obviously I came back from injury in the last Prem game, played 30 minutes off the bench and then four weeks off. Mm. like there's never been an international break before you're usually rolling in but this time you've had
1: another four weeks just to not play at all which was a bit frustrating but look played yesterday yeah it's the balance isn't it because when you are playing week on week you some might say it's too many games exactly but then you've got this weird window now which never's been the case Mm -hmm. with the three teams that have folded there's talk of was coming back yeah and then this international window like you as a young man do you want more games do you want less games does no, it change
0: I, I think it's good I think it is good because I do speak to the boys who have done 17 games in a row already this season mm. and this break couldn't have come at a better time because it's a brutal sport rugby I think people forget that some of the collisions even at like club level it's, it's brutal boys are battered can't really train properly till come the Tuesday Thursday and then you're rolling in again you're doing that week on week on week mm. so to have this break has been brilliant for
1: some of the some of the older boys in our squad let's say yeah it is a tough old sport, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you do you feel that as a player? And I'm I'm saying that because I'm doubling down on my role, whatever that role is, like podcasting when I'm talking to people, when I look at other sports, the way that I speak about the game. Mm-hmm. Like you're a young man that's in it, and you're doing it. You're a power athlete. You're a speed athlete. And if you are an athlete like you are in the game of rugby, for me that puts you in some of the greatest athletes walking the planet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just think, well, we were chatting in the green room, weren't we, and talking talk to the Prem Rugby guys. I don't think we celebrate that enough just actually, like how athletic, Yeah, I'm not even going to say we, uh, how <laughs> athletic like you lads are. Yeah. Do you, like, do, are you feeling that more, like as in, do, is there a jealousy around looking at other sports everyone's talking about, like these other sports, about how athletic they are, yet we're living in a game with the greatest athletes as well, I think it can go under the radar rugby. Um, yeah, I think
0: especially some of the people I play with, like there's some absolute freak athletes. Like you look at someone like Andre Esthaisen, mm. six foot four, six foot five, up near 120 kilos. yet can probably run a 100 meters quicker than anyone on the street, and he's sprinting full full bore into people. Mm. People are tackling him, and he's doing that, and people are doing that week in week out. Like, there are some absolute freaks out there who probably don't get enough credit.
1: Yeah. East South African as well, though. They're different. Yeah, they are, they different, are different, aren't, aren't they? Yeah. they? Like, that's what I mean. They're freaks of nature. And I say that and, yeah, like, I don't think people talk about it enough. Like, doing Van der Merwe, doing yeah. that at the weekend against England, it looks like a running right? It just yeah. looks like it's a walk-in. It's not. It's not. Yeah. But like, he's, he's meant to be one of the quickest players in the game. Yeah. Like, he's quicker than Blair Kinghorn. Yeah. As well. I, as well. I, yeah. I just, I agree. I, I don't think we talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. At World Rugby, they're doing some stuff with the set, they're doing some stuff at the Sevens. They own the Sevens, they're running the yeah. Sevens, but they're building content on one of their platforms called, hear me out, Gainline Fitness, mm-hmm. right? And you're watching this platform grow. And it's growing because they're showing like the Argentinian Sevens teams with their shirts off yeah. and stuff like that. They look like fucking bodybuilders. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're showing, like snippets of them in the gym mm-hmm. this Madison Levi this girl who's playing for Australia I spoke about it before like she's squatting like a hundred odd kgs like this is mental it is mental that yeah. the other sports aren't well they, they do it they peacock don't yeah, they exactly. like everything is around that mm-hmm. like the NFL they show the drafts, yeah, and, the stuff drafts stuff and stuff that they're stuff, doing I to say
0: that. yeah I think that's
1: why it's all
0: more around the individual in the NFL the likes of football the like you look at like Adama triori yeah brilliant athlete but then you look at someone like Cheslin Colby probably equally similar but you don't hear it nearly as much Mm. um so yeah i think there could definitely be more done maybe a little like olympic style games or something just to test out and people can realize how quick like reese ammet going over there people are oh will he have a chance is he that good athlete i fucking think he is Mm. he is rapid and he cruises like cruises in 11 meters per second on the gps which is Nuts. Like that's, and that is NFL speed.
1: Yeah. You don't get picked up for a player pathway program in the NFL when they've got the exactly. pick of the global mm-hmm. athletes knocking about unless you've got something, right? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that is... You know, you look at Lewis rees Summit and his social media is flying. But he's like of the new breed, isn't he? Because he yeah. don't give a shit. No, exactly. He's like, I put myself out there. I've yeah. got my teeth done. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm i not bothered. But we were talking like the Prem Rugby guys were in and as they're looking to establish themselves around, you know, the tagline's like kind of cultural relevancy, right? Mm-hmm. And how they elevate the game. And we know the Prem Rugby that on the pitch is awesome. But there's a few issues at the back end you know aligning commercial deals the TV rights but it's around this kind of being unapologetic and, and showcasing what the sport is and you had some kind of ideas I'm putting you on the spot here yeah, of, of what you'd like to see as a young man coming through
0: yeah like I said it's all about building like individuals and you look at football I guarantee there are football fans who purely watch football for fantasy and I think the more fantasy rugby and video games and it's the way I the way the world's going, isn't mm. it? Everything's on your phone, or you want to be competitive in a game, or all over TikTok, or so we've got to grow individuals to help grow the game. Because I think on the pitch, there's so many things going right. I think the game's in one of the best spots it's been for a while. I think you look at the club games; they're ridiculous club games. We've got big game at Quinn's, which is getting eighty thousand people to Twickenham, and the more we grow the individuals, people will come purely just to watch the likes of Marcus Smith, the likes of Finn Russell, all of them. But in order to do that, we need to get them out there and accessible in different ways for younger people.
1: Yeah. Did you see the clip I put up of the lad for Stade Francais? That try was ridiculous. I'm going to see if I'm going to play it and then we might even be able to get like the overlay for it. I won't be able to get it put on that big screen, actually. So my mate who coaches Stade Francais, Paul Gustav, do you know Guzzi? Yeah, Wolfpack Guzzi. Yeah, he was head coach when (laughs) you were there as well. So Guzzi sends me it and he's like, mate, you want to see this? this uh, this guy room the ball. he told I went over to France to meet him he's been on the show actually mm-hmm. and um so he sends me like kind of snippets of like lads that I should watch out yeah. for i'm trying to get his name but he's done he's done 6 million views
0: it is and you i've seen people comment on twitter like i don't know what's going on
1: in this clip i don't know what rugby is yeah but i want to watch it this is exciting it's so funny some of the clips on there uh, sorry, some of the comments on there. He's dropped the ball. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? And the top one, this is simply awesome. Better than awesome. Whatever that is. So people yeah. don't even know what it is. Exactly. I'm going to try and say his name, name drop him. I like this where we go raw. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Can't get his name. And that's where you need it to be accessible. Pen Ayase Daku Waka. I'm going to get this right for next time. See, i will put a bit of music, a bit (laughs) of DMX. (laughs) (laughs) Mate. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's where
0: we need the accessibility. Everyone should know who he is. That should be all over everywhere. Yeah. I don't know where it's been posted or whatever. Obviously, you've posted it and stuff, but that should be that's one of
1: the best tries I've ever seen. Yeah, that's 6 million. That's done 6 million views in less than 24 hours. Yeah. Um, I mean, the edit's really good as well. Mm-hmm. And I've added a bit of music on the back end. Yeah, You need to bring music in, don't yeah, you, exactly. as well? Like, and, yeah. Anyone can look cool when yeah. there's a little bit of music, but some freak athletes playing mm-hmm. the game. And yeah, I think 100%. that it's now... And you know what? I... If someone said to me, Jimmy, you an NFL fan, I'd be like, fucking right, I am. Mm-hmm. Like, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. I love it. Like, all over it now. So, man, I hardly ever watch any yeah, of the games. Exactly. But I watch the clips. Yeah. You, Do you know, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing with the game. Like, people, uh, oh, the rules, it's too slow. Like, the scrums. No, no, no. That's the beauty. That is our yeah. game, you know? But then you've got snippets of. Exactly. Like, just mega athletes doing shit like mm. that. Little compilations or just little video. Kids get bored. All they want to do is scroll through TikTok
0: anyway. Yeah. All they want to do is see those clips. Yeah. So celebrate them and get them out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And are you, like, like how are you consuming media? Is that how you're doing it? When you look at other sports, is there, is there a jealousy when you're looking and seeing, like, what they're doing? Like, we could be doing this.
0: Yeah, I think we've got a lot to learn. Mm. I think
1: we've got a lot to learn. Like you see a few boys
0: putting stuff on TikTok and stuff now, but nowhere near enough. And like Twitter, I think DuPont is kind of leading, was leading the way over there, mm. being on the front cover of Vogue and stuff. I think that's where you need to start getting into as well. Not only are they freak athletes, they're some good looking boys. As well. yeah, I'm sat in pub- sa- front of one. Yeah. yeah, you're right. No, 100%. Yeah, like the, the public love that sort of stuff. Like get it out in the eye, get people on different channels, on different magazines. Speaking not necessarily just about rugby. I think there can be, you can go down to, path of just speaking about rugby and all you're trying to do is grow it that way speak about other things Mm. like this podcast get other people on yeah that's how you
1: grow the game exactly and it's amazing so I, I was pitch side at the weekend um for the scotland england game mm-hmm. and i've been doing the pitch side show for the world cup and i was like right well i'm keen to do it for the six nations and there was all this pushback and thankfully for me like scotland rugby were like well we've got a position just fucking come yeah and then bring in like a couple of um different kind of celebs and stuff like that pitch side. so there was a guy called martin ford seven yeah. foot kind of i, uh, I yeah, thought yeah, he was yeah. seven foot one he's actually smaller than me so that shows <laughs> yeah. you a little bit of yeah. smoke and mirrors but tom walker the singer yeah and he was singing like before the game. He's got no idea about rugby, so he was a bit nervous coming on. I was like, "Mate, no, yeah, we ain't talking about rugby. No, I don't t- even, yeah. I don't even know about it. Like, come on the show, and then some of these cl- like clips from behind the scenes are getting like six, ten million views. Mm-hmm. You know, which is building a cultural relevancy to get out of rugby. Exactly. We almost need to get out of rugby. Yeah to grow the game.
0: You did Gerald Butler at the World Cup as well, didn't yeah, you?
1: Butler, yeah, Gerald Butler, yeah. Yeah. My mum liked that one. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <mate. laughs> big time. So, he does the promo for the show. Oh, does he? So the start that's of cool. this, this is the big gym show. He does it. I saw him at the weekend, but he yeah. was, uh, yeah, he looked like he, he was keen to to be drinking and not talking <laughs> to me. But that's what, like these guys, like there's so many, isn't there? Yeah. You know, there's so many so people many that fans. are interested in mm-hmm. rugby and we just haven't showed it off enough, you I know? Agree. So hopefully hopefully we'll we'll do that more as we move forward and have a new one as part of that. Yeah. So um, how's your dad? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Oh, I did see your yeah. dad, didn't you I? You did see my dad, yeah. yeah. The army
0: under-23s that game was or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was there, yeah. That's how much After we... Your week look...
1: with the military. I know. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, that's how much we both love our rugby, the fact that your dad was there watching it and we <laughs> were, but there's a, a deeper reason for that. So it was awesome chatting to him, actually, because he was talking about the podcast and saying, like, oh, it's awesome. You talk about it yeah. and stuff. And... I said, oh, in the military, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, obviously, we had you when they were in the military. So yeah. you've travelled a bit. Yeah. Lived in
0: Germany when I was younger. Me too. Um, been all over, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Finally settled around Salisbury But yeah, it's it's a lot of military values that were instilled in me, for mm. sure, living on military bases and stuff. Yeah. What rank did he get to? He got to... Lieutenant Colonel. He did. I was going to yeah. say
1: Colonel, yeah. but I didn't know because I, I know that's quite high. Yeah, so if I went high, he he, right, he yeah. made he's captain, actually just retired. Uh, has yeah, he's just so. retired. What's so. his name? John Murley. John Murley. MBE. Is he an yeah. MBE as well? I like that shout out. Really? Well. Yeah. So MBE, Lieutenant Colonel Murley. Murley. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What, what was it like in your childhood then? Because I was. Very different to mm-hmm. yours. My father wasn't a left-hand cur- left-hand colonel? <laughs> lieutenant colonel. Lieutenant yeah. colonel? Lieutenant colonel, Lieutenant colonel. He was mongrel mob, front line. Okay. And, yeah, like, probably a very different relationship, mm-hmm. it seems, to how your relationship with your dad is. But nonetheless, like, we travelled a lot. Very unsettling. Like, yeah. I even find, like, now, even with four kids, I'm always quite... Well, I've moved a lot. Like, yeah. I've had a lot of house. You never really feel settled. No, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, you, you're just constantly on the move. But it does make you adaptable as well. Mm. You're so used to just getting chucked in a situation and make friends here, speak to people. Yeah, That's so i quite a sociable person. That's probably because of my upbringing. Mm. Um, my dad was always big on... He didn't want to, like, shove military down my throat. It was never like, I'm in, you're joining, we're passing it on. But he definitely instilled, like, the, the military values into me
1: mm. so you lived Discipline. in Germany yeah. lived in Germany yeah for mm.
0: six or seven years
1: really yeah. do you remember what
0: part or not Paderborn okay yeah just yeah. outside of Sennelaga um, English speaking school though okay. that's one thing I wish my parents had forced me to do mm. speak another language
1: yeah Well, when you're in the army that you travel around with yeah obviously the people in the army yeah right, exactly so
0: loads of Americans yeah yeah
1: of course All anywhere sorts. else
0: um, no and then we went up, back down to Cornwall because both my parents are originally from Cornwall mm. So lived down there and then we came back up to Salisbury and that's eventually where we based around there because there's quite a few military bases around there. Oh,
1: nice. Um, I was born, there's a military base called Tidworth. My dad worked at Tidworth. There you go. I was born there. (laughs) Yeah, I've (laughs) got no association. So on my, so you know, people Wikipedia me and like I live in Scotland, my dad's Scottish. Like I'm, I'm Scottish. I'm a quarter English, mm-hmm. right? But the accent similar to you. You're like yeah. traveling around. Like exactly. my dad was in the special forces, so it was largely like English and American. Mm-hmm. I imagine. So that's why the accent is where it is. But my birth certificate says Swindon, <laughs> right? I've never been to Swindon in my life <laughs> you at all. Want to. I know. I actually <laughs> yeah. i lie. I went there to get my birth certificate, and there's a, a retail park or something. Yeah. like an outlet yeah (laughs) that's it that's it never been to swindon but Mm -hmm. yeah like i lived in northern ireland yeah as well that was a bit because i'm older than you obviously Mm -hmm. by a good 15 15 years so Mm -hmm. i lived there in the 80s fucking hell that's proper army (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: saw some things over there yeah yeah.
1: that's proper army and germany and yeah mum and dad parted company in '91, after the Gulf War, mm-hmm. and then we ended up in Coventry. Yeah. Shit, oh, shit, oh. <laughs> but no, I think like the military stuff. Like we did it on the Ruby Pod. We spent a few days. Yeah, with I them. saw that. Mate, it was so cool. Yeah, it's cool. All that stuff. I love that. I'd, I'd never have gone into
0: the army, but we did a similar. We went down to the Gurkhas down in Folkestone mm. and did like a two-night camp down there with them. Didn't look quite as intense as your one, but it was still pretty intense. And I, I lapped it up. All the boys were like, oh, your dad's in the army. You're used to this. I'm like, I'm not really used to it. I'm just embracing it. And you just yeah. got to... Like, I find them incredible, especially the Gurkhas here. And yeah, mental. They leave their families, come over, send all their money back, get to go back once, maybe a year. That's it. And their whole life is here, protecting this country.
1: I know. And, I, you know, speaking frankly, these youngsters coming through... Are they bothered? Do you know what I, mean? I don't yeah. mean in the army, but I mean like these young kids now in this country. How does your dad speak about it? Is he? He speaks about it, yeah, very highly. Oh, he does highly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a uh,
0: he was from Cornwall, from Penzance, right down in Land's End, um, and he just saw it as a great opportunity. He joined mm. the army when he was seventeen. Played rugby for him. Traveled the world. Captain the army. Played oh, really? sevens all around the okay. world. Yeah. Played for Quinns back in the nineties as well. When you could do both. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he said. I would have still been living in Penzance. He was like, if you don't get out at that age, then you're never going to leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he, yeah, he
1: speaks very highly of it. How cool is that? So to, at 17, he wouldn't have gone on, gone in as an officer, no. No. So fuck. He went. Yeah, I think he, he went in. He did it the right way. I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, if he didn't, we'll say that he did. Yeah. But if he's gone in at 17, <laughs> he's he's gone in, and that's the way right, as in in the military. And like we had a couple of the guys on here, so we had um, staff sergeant in here, and we had a captain Ackers and staff sergeant Bestie and the captain I think was younger than
0: his, really, the, because the, he, the went side, cause, cause he went in through Sandhurst yeah.
1: but you could see there was a respect there yeah. but the respect really comes when you've gone from like Lance Corporal Corporal all Sergeant through, all yeah. the way Yeah. so if your dad did get to even if he didn't get, yeah. go through that level but mm-hmm. if you get to that level having gone all the, gone world, all all the way, way up, yeah. you're the man yeah. you're the fucking nuts <laughs> <laughs> Hey. So uh, it was nice chatting to him, though. He's uh, he's an intense man. He was, he was yeah. it like, was really like he was awesome, yeah. and that I suppose the confidence, like to come up and like say, oh, you yeah, know, exactly, it's awesome. you're chatting about yeah, games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, he, we, I asked him. I said about you during the military. He said, uh, he said there was talk. Yeah, there was there was time when obviously I didn't know if I was going to
0: become rugby. I don't think I could have done uni or anything. That's not very me. Mm. So I think I there that was always like, but I would have always liked to go. For the top, I'd have tried to get in like SAS, that kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah of gone, course. Like, yeah, special forces or something. Yeah, just to challenge myself. But no.
1: Maybe you could do one of those shows, the SAS. Who dares wins? I'd love to do that. Would you? Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, it'd be yeah. Always, like you should do it. Like if you're not now, now yeah, because but... obviously you're in. You're in contention yeah, to <laughs> exactly. to be playing at the highest level and and getting back. But yeah, I'd love to have a go at that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you would good at it as well.
1: Mm, I don't know. You, you don't do not, know? Well, my ankle's still sore from oh. the <laughs> army stuff, yeah. <laughs> but I was chatting to Jason Fox, actually, um, and like we we just had went back and forth on a couple of voice notes and stuff like that, because I think there's a bit of pushback on that SES stuff that they've glorified it, right? And, yeah. you know, it's like they're sending fucking Matt Hancock to go and do it. Did you watch that <laughs> yeah, one with I him, a man? bit of that, yeah. So I was watching that one with him, and I, I was texting Foxy about it, and I said, Matt, this... I said. Like he obviously knows what happens, right? Because yeah. it's pre-filmed. I was like, "Mate, Hancock's going all the way <laughs> because he's a sociopath." Yeah, like he ain't fl- and he did. He went all the way. Yeah, he did. He went all the way Politicians, through. Politicians, mate. <laughs> mate, <Scared>. sociopaths. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. Obviously, right? Uh, there's the physical element to it, like watching the show. But it was the like it's the mental thing that yeah, that breaks them all. And that's the one thing, as much as people hate politicians or they hate Boris or they hate Matt Hancock, Mm -hmm. he's probably the most hated man. Mate, do you think he's worried about, like, white noise on when someone's scraping a whiteboard? (laughs) I'm so glad they failed him, though. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because that was Gareth Gates' one. Anyway, yeah, I was chatting to Foxy about it and stuff like that because glorifying, like, the SES, Mm -hmm. I think there's been a bit of backlash within the the real Hardy community. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Of the secrets and that, but... I actually think glorifying it makes, do you know what I mean? Like, if your rugby career didn't happen, you're watching that and you're thinking, yeah. do you know what I mean? You'd be like, yeah, well, exactly. I'm going all in. Yeah. I want to go SES style. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're great athletes now as well. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You talk Completely about... different. Like, mm. even we were talking, we were walking with these Gurkhas
0: and we we're carrying the same weight backpacks and they're only 50, 60 kilos mm. and they're lugging it out like it's nothing and we're there like, oh, my back, my hips.
1: Yeah. And they just get on with it. I know. It's crazy. Like we with uh, at Saracens and you talk about like crazy athletes and, you know, I've just sat here and said like, you know, you're some of the greatest athletes or we were some of the greatest athletes ever. But we did a thing with Saracens where it was, hear me out, Space for Giants was a charity partner which was aligned mm-hmm. with Saracens and it's a elephant, rhino, so it's a, a conservation okay, for yeah. ivory and everything that happens down in Africa. With mm. people killing elephants and rhinos for for their horns. So there's anyway, there's this big initiative around that. They were aligned with Saracens and they're like, oh, we're gonna go and do a challenge uh, at the end of the season. And we won the premiership and like, oh, what we're gonna do? They said, Oh, we're gonna climb Mount Kenya. So myself, Jacques Berger, I don't know if you remember yeah. him, yeah. Jacques Berger, uh Reese Gill, who was a, a prop who played for Wales. We had a guy called Mike Ellery, who was a sevens yeah. winger. So a load of us said, right, right, we're going to go and do it. Climb out Kenya. And we said, oh, what is it? And he said, oh, it's a brisk walk. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. No research whatsoever. Oh, and we're going to carry the premiership trophy up. So went to Kenya. Beautiful place. <laughs> Jacques Berg couldn't do it because his knees were fucked. So he just came like on the helicopter yeah. and stuff like that, just following, following us around. And we had the Sherpas with us, right, who'd been up and down the mountain yeah, okay. all year. And you talk about athletes... They're walking up this fucking mountain like their toes are hanging out their shoes. <laughs> They're carrying all the kitchen, like all the like the tents, yeah. everything. And like I'd say I was in my pride at that point. And dying is an... <laughs> we were literally dying before our eyes. Yeah. The altitude. And Reskill actually nearly died when we were up there. <laughs> yeah. Mental. And we yeah. went to bring the Premiership <laughs> Trophy. The whole idea was to get a picture at the top of Mount Kenya... Holding the premiership trophy with the flag behind. But we were at base camp and a few lads had been ill, like had altitude sickness and stuff like that. I hadn't. Mike Ellery hadn't. And but Reese Gill, who was in my tent, was 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 quite bad. And we were at base camp and it was like being on the moon. Like there was like a blizzard coming through. You couldn't see anything. But the tents were already there, the food was being cooked, but you couldn't see anything. And like the night I've got videos on my phone and stuff like that. Actually, I might try and find them because it is quite funny. But we're, so we're up the middle of the mountain and Reese Gill can barely talk. So he's out the tent spewing all night. <laughs> I'm out the tent shitting all night. Yeah. And we had to get up at like four in the morning to go up to, to watch the sunrise. I'll get you a video of Reese just to play the audio. I've never done something so difficult in my life. Yeah. And then when we were at base camp, they were like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you just need to be careful when the weather's like this because the altitude's worse, and we've had a few people die and stuff like that." <laughs> just
0: drop that in casually. <laughs> oh, it's like,
1: my goodness. Yeah, me. the
0: altitude is always. Anyone who goes over to the Bulls always says or plays in—is it Pretoria?
1: That's where that, this game is that was. Where, it, it, oh. where I went, and yeah. the guy was screaming stuff at me. And mate, yeah, I was walking around, yeah. and you saw the Sowries boys—they were in pieces. Yeah, they're in
0: pieces, aren't they?
1: Yeah but um, Kenya's lovely actually oh here's one of them this is us at the so after we came down yeah, we had to try and find Risa Hospital because he was that Not ill bad. and he'd had his hair done before so he got like the weaves done mm-hmm. early. I mean this is 2015 so yeah. it was a shit job <laughs> and obviously none of them took but this is us on the way down oh my god mate He's like a dead man. Yeah. Just a brisk walk. Just a brisk walk. <laughs> I'm in Timberland shoes and a jacket from TK Maxx. <laughs> and I'm not joking, it must have been about minus 15. And we're at base camp, so uh, I'll get the video of him in the tent before. So I had a GoPro camera mm-hmm. and like an expensive camera to like, as in document everything that we're doing. In anything came out (laughs) fucking nothing you are not worried about that I had nothing so we we had to go up that's from base camp we had to like you went to walk up like the mountain then watch the the sun rise and that's what it was meant to be like but the weather was that bad we had to go around the climbers route so everyone had to get clipped on (laughs) to the mountain Reese is falling back so he's like literally dangling, like there's a hundred foot drop. He's he's, he's asleep. <laughs> so we're carrying around. There's no one anywhere. Like the Sherpas, like they only take you to base camp. Yeah, you and go up go. and then you come down. We've just got here to base. Oh, now he looks rough, Can Kenya, how tired? Mace, I'm gone. That was another six hours today on feet. I believe it was steep, so steep. It was all uphill, all day. I can't think of anything worse now than climbing again. We've got tomorrow morning, got an hour and a half climb, and then we're at the summit. An hour and a half? So hopefully no. it won't be too bad. No, how was it? It was about five hours. The lid's off here. So he had his weave done before. That's half three in the afternoon. This is 25 past four. Let it just load. This is 25 past four in the morning. 11th of June, 2016. Yeah, so it's about four in the morning. Uh, We're about 15,000 feet, another 2,000 to go. It's been a tough night. Recy boy. (laughs) Fucked me. Altitude. He's had altitude sickness all night, so he's been spewing out the tent. But let me tell you, it's it's been... I can't even talk, I'm that tired. It's like the Antarctica up here, it is freezing. So we're fully layered up, we've got about two hours, and then we'll be on the top of Mount Kenya. Let's hope it's worth it, because last night wasn't, Jesus. <laughs> you ready to go, Reece? Yeah, Let's go, <laughs> <laughs> So that's in there, and I'll just play you one last one, because this is at the top of Mount Kenya, yeah. <laughs> watching the sunset two hours later, but it's actually not, it's five hours later and this was the weather, so just give the listeners a kind of bit of context of, like, I look like... It's like a scene off Everest or Alive. I can't even hear you it's the hardest thing I've ever done yeah. because I love the military so I was like yeah I'll, I'll get up it. there yeah. no issues Reese skill nearly died I fucking <laughs> swear to God so because we went up like the climber's route and then we tried to, we had to come down and like you know like coming down is harder like yeah. running downhill is harder than running uphill yeah, so we were in pieces and then like it was like sand and shingles all the way down for about six hours like that so we were just rolling down the hill and, and we're having just... yeah knees are screaming yeah. like he's if that was a human bit, like a normal human, not a rugby player, he would have died. I'm telling you now, because we would have had to have leave him. Like, we'd yeah. be like, mate, we can't carry it. Like, you <laughs> fucked. Um, thank you, Saracens. Maybe that's why we went on to win thing Well, maybe it's not. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. How, how's things at Quinn's as a yeah, club? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah? yeah, really good, Seems actually. to be Yeah, we flying.
0: got a very good balance of youth and experience now, yeah. I think. Launtry coming in's been real good. Yeah. Real good.
1: Yeah. What a bloke. A good player.
0: Yeah. He's I been saw been commuting it. from up near Birmingham to Quinn's. Is that where is he is? Is he Leamington Leamington way? Leamington, Yeah. Leamington. Yeah. Because he was there with Watts, weren't he? And he comes in, two and a half hours drive, and he's still just same old launches every day. He's
1: a bull, isn't he? Yeah. That's why he's like that old school mold. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's made a big difference for you yeah, as well, he really hasn't has, he? Yeah, he has, yeah. He's been classed. Yeah.
0: And then obviously the young boy stepped up at the start of the season when all the boys were off at the World Cup. Mm. And yeah, sitting in second at the moment. So yeah, big end. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Sarah's yeah. at Tottenham next. That's where it is. Yeah.
1: That give, yeah, you're right. We're loving this fixture, mate, because we don't have to play at the sh- Stone X. you do not like that. Oh, what's mate, that? the pitch. Oh, it's the pitch. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Elephant in the room. Horrible, yeah. mate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Tottenham, yeah, you'll take that.
1: Yeah, just on the pitch, before we talk about Tottenham, yeah. I'm. Like a big advocate to get rid of these artificial mm-hmm. pictures. I can you see my face? And I've got these kind of blemishes. Yeah, all up there. All on there. So I've got like, if anyone sees me closer, if or even when I'm on TV yeah. or more so maybe on the podcast, YouTube, you'll see like, as in I've got these like skin pigmentation yeah. dis, uh, disfigurements on my face. And uh, it was one of them, you know, like the Spider-Man moment when like the Spider-Man points <laughs> to the other Spider-Man. So I was with Chris Wiles, who I played at yeah. Saracens with. And Chris Ashton and we were like stood around and all three of us had got the same. And then we started having and it's obviously it from, from
0: that three G from yeah. the
1: three G picture. Some of the lads are having like a der, like dermatologist look at their skin really? and stuff like that. I'm not saying it's specifically that. Yeah, I feel but, bad because obviously yeah. we're calling out Saracens who are my club and yeah. you know, I'm good mates with the owner and stuff like that. But it, like you have to call it out. Mm-hmm. I don't think them pitches are fit for purpose. Yeah. You agree? As a
0: winger, I like playing on them while I'm in the game. Mm. But yeah, the next day, how you feel, the in, some of the injuries I've seen on there.
1: Yeah, what a kind of injuries?
0: Just like when you when you're wearing too long a studs or your studs get caught in the ground, mm. ankles, knees, fracture dislocations, that kind of thing. It's just just heightens everything. Cause the burns. The, yeah, the burns as well. Are disgusting. Boys yeah. have been in hospital in recent times from yeah. getting burns on and then, then infected. getting infected. Yeah.
1: Right. We've got to call it out. Yeah. Unfortunately, as as difficult as it is to say, I don't know how they're allowed. Mm-hmm. And I do, like, are some better than others. Yeah, Six are Ways they? used to be really nice.
0: Okay. I used to like playing on Six Ways. That was kind of a mix or something. I don't know. But mm. yeah, sorry's and Newcastle's ones. Are... Gloucester's oh. new ones, all right, to be oh, fair. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, think I played, just I played on, on that. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I played a charity game oh, on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say played, I was there.
1: <laughs> uh, embarrassing Ed Slater's and Billy Twelve Trees. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't hit the deck, but. I couldn't tell, but some of the, like, as in, for example, the Sevens is in Vancouver. Yeah, Obviously, the that. DuPont's just played, and you see the, they've all got, like, the hyperfix hype stuck to them. Yeah. You shouldn't have to do no, that at the professional game. Yeah. And that's the thing with these artificial pitches. It's like the like NFL, I think NFL were trying to go away from them. Yeah, all.
0: I think so, because of injuries as well. Because there, of injuries.
1: Yeah. And, like, they've never been better and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I speak to loads of lads. Yeah. And, Able you know, to come some boys out.
0: didn't use to play on them, wasn't there? Like mm. Jack I used to try and avoid them.
1: Man Who Struggles, even though right, that Sale. Yeah. Sale got one?
0: No, Sale don't. Oh, they don't, no. okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm not sure about them.
1: Yeah, well, it's at Tottenham anyway. Yeah, exactly okay. so,
0: yeah. That's a stadium. It's, it's a stadium, mate. <laughs> we walked in there. First thing I did, we were walking through and there's like a little room and I had a look in. It was like the press room. Mm. We've got Bentley chairs in there.
1: So cool. I was like, How it is? should be.
0: Yeah, I was like, this is, yeah. I get used to this. So yeah, the cool. Change rooms just unbelievable. Mm. Playing in it was pretty cool as well.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I've been there, did, did a live event there, yeah. had a behind the scenes tour, um, saw the NFL doing a training run, yeah. and then how they were talking about how the floor moves kind of in and out. So like they can move yeah, like can change, change it, the, the grass yeah. and put in. So fucking cool, mate. And that like being at Murrayfield at the weekend, chatting to one of the um, one of the. the the guys there, who, who's on the board, and he's like Murrayfield needs a revamp. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like obviously a bit old, bit dated, like similar to Twickenham. Yeah, and he's like two hundred and fifty mil, three hundred mil. You know, I don't <sighs> yeah. know because there was talk of Twickenham as well, wasn't there? Yeah, like moving that out of I Twickenham. Saw that, yeah, you, maybe you can't say it. But out of all the stadiums, I'm not a fan of Twickenham. Really? I'm just not. And I'm a quarter English. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So I should. I just, when you've got like a Wembley, yeah. and I've been to Tottenham and these mm. kind of newer stadiums. Yeah, like, it is a step up. It is a step up. Yeah. yeah. Which English rugby should have, right? Yeah. You should I agree. have I agree. The, the best of the best mm-hmm. kind of thing. So. Like the Tottenham ones, cool. Yeah, really have you played cool. there before? Yeah, I played there last year. Oh, wasn't yeah, there last series, year. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, that was
0: the first one I played in. Mm. Yeah, it was mental. With well, the
1: grass, great. Oh, mate, the pitch is a different level. That's so yeah. cool, and that's where I think the direction of our game goes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in the Prem, even the URC. However, that looks like them kind of big moments. Yeah, what do they call it? The big weekend. Yeah, banter. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. big weekend. <laughs> but you know, like as in the music, the glitz yeah, and exactly, the glamour. Yeah. Like them awesome stadiums, because it's not a great spot, is it? Like where it is in, no, in Tottenham, exactly. but yeah. like that is it. Like then we are heading towards the bigger
0: events, events and, and yeah, stuff great. like
1: that that the game mm-hmm. needs. Do you think we need more or less? So we go back to that, as in like, would you be happy? Because the Stoop's good place. The Stoop's good, Stoop's yeah. good place. But actually, right. chatting to my agent, he thinks, and I think there's been a survey done, yeah. that actually out of all the stadiums, like Quinn's, Do it best. They've really
0: focused off the pitch this year. Yeah, they've built like different fan villages, trying to make it better for the, to facilitate all the fans and stuff. And I think yeah, they've done a brilliant job of it. Well, our CEO was ex Wolves. Okay, so he's kind of come from that football environment, which I think has had definitely helped. Yeah, he's done a brilliant job with all of that off the pitch.
1: Yeah, and that's it about engaging with the younger generation, right? Because you're going to come there. And that's the thing about Twickenham, unfortunately. And I bet you're desperate to hear Swing Low Sweet Chariot" again, you know what I mean? But (laughs) as in, as a a casual fan or a youngster coming through, you'd be like, what the, what is this? Yeah, I agree. And I was
0: was watching the big game this year, so Mm. I was injured in that. So I went to that and I went to the England-Wales game and it's just, the differences in the atmosphere is just crazy, Mm. I think. Like everyone always says, when England are playing, it's the, Twickenham's the biggest pub in the world. People are just there. I was sat along on a road with... Adam Jones was next to me with his daughter. I was there with my girlfriend. And we were sat along this road. And I was standing up. I reckon I stood up 20 times each half. Yeah. Just for people to go buy pints. And people aren't even watching the rugby. They're just using it as an excuse to drink. Yeah. Whereas big game, the atmosphere was incredible. I know we had Joel Corey, but all the old, old Quinns fans, the traditional... They're like, who's this coming in? But it yeah. brought so many people into that stadium. The buzz was incredible. That's so and I think cool. afterwards, everyone was like... Fuck that was actually
1: fucking mm. good
0: atmosphere day out.
1: And did what about the players? Were they did they feel that? Loved it. Did they? Yeah, loved yeah, it. Yeah, the whole experience though, isn't exactly. it? It's like you feel yeah. like a rock star when yeah. you go and in. And they right? do like we do the walk
0: over from the stoop. And it again, it's building that individual status. People are looking out for people. You can sign autographs. People are trying to get their favourite players. Yeah. Quinns have brought out trading cards. I don't know if you've seen them. No, well, like I haven't, the old match no. attacks. You haven't seen yeah, the yeah. old match attacks? Yeah. Quinns have started trying to do little things like that. So I think it's missed. just. Is there a
1: favourite? It, uh, like, what's the most desirable special one? cards
0: yeah like Stefan Lovie's Marcus obviously has got yeah. one Marla and Danny I think oh, okay. the, yeah. maybe Domers as well I think they're the big five you want to get they're like a platinum card
1: Stefan's is a big one I thought he'd be humble I thought he'd be like club no. captain mate oh okay yeah, yeah he has to be is he still club captain is he yeah he is a yeah. good player him big player, big fan man, of yeah. him but yeah the big game I, yeah I'm going to do a pitch side thing I was chatting to the Prem guys in the green room actually oh, yeah, big summer kickoff. yeah we got that
0: one in a few weeks against Northampton
1: uh, yeah, is it that one or is it Harry's? What's the 28th? oh That's
0: the show showdown. Is it Tottenham Hotspur?
1: Showdowns at Tottenham Hotspur, and then Quins have got their own
0: big summer kickoff. Oh, have they? Uh, yeah, not against Northampton. See,
1: this is the thing. I still think we need to make things a bit clearer. That was my feedback to them. Yeah, like the big showdown. What's this one? The big kickoff. Yeah, we've got. Big Game at Christmas Quinn's, yeah. Sarries is the showdown, I yeah. think
0: they call it, and then we've got big summer kickoff.
1: Okay, that's yeah. what I mean. That's yeah, they all kind of blend in, yeah. yeah, yeah so we need to make it like yeah. as in like big moments, mm-hmm. and then like even further, like, like chatting. So it was a great conversation. Like the Premier would be really receptive yeah. to see and chat. Like they were obviously chatting to you, yeah. like they're chatting to me, getting different ideas of like what they can do. And my feedback to them was it just needs to be clearer, yeah, in what we're doing. And we were talking about this kind of regulation nine, which affected me as a player, where you'd have to come back and play Premiership rugby oh, yeah, in between the Six were, Nations. Yeah. There's no Prem games this week, no, is there? So no. I saw Gregor saying something about the, the law, but even though Finn's not even coming back to He's play not, for Bath, they don't have a game, I don't think. But. Yeah, but just making it clearer, yeah. do you know what I mean? So you know that we're in this Six Nations window, you're coming out, and then we're straight into a Prem window, yeah. for example, but we're not with Prem. Champions Cup. Europe, yeah, Yeah. back in, yeah. Yeah, it's just all a bit (laughs) bitty. But, yeah, Quinn seemed to be leading the charge (laughs) with all that. Yeah. And what's the ambition, like, do they say? Like, do they say, like, as in, like confident enough to say right we want to win it that is the ambition yeah that is
0: ultimately our ambition I think we've yeah. always been a big get to that top four in the Prem and give ourselves a chance but we've also got ourselves a home round of 16 this time in Europe mm. against Glasgow at home so that's another yeah, big of course. job for us yeah, yeah. so yeah we're, we're looking pretty Tasty Fist this end of the season, but it's going to be whoever comes back on top. Obviously, haven't had this international break like before, really. So, mm. no one really knows who's going to come out of it on top. You have some boys who have played f- five games in the Six Nations who will be rolling into another one, so they mm. might be a bit fatigued. Whereas, you have other boys who have had a rest for seven weeks and they might be off the boil. So, it's whichever team comes out after this, yeah, is going to because f- there's only seven Prem games. Of course, crazy mental. like that's gone yeah. so quick,
1: yeah. No, I I, I quite like, I mean, obviously I wish the clubs didn't fold, but actually the speed of it, I'm a fan of. Yeah, Uh, I'm chatting to, you might have said it on TV, but Lewis Ludlow from Gloucester was saying, oh, we're getting into our rhythm now. We're getting into our rhythm and it's kind of like the season's over Over. before kind of they've got into the rhythm. I was like, man, that's it. That's that's sport, brother. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's how you want it to be. Yeah, 100%. But, time to build into it yeah what about as a young lad and you're looking at the lay of the land obviously Lewis Lyon is off to yeah. Benetton, Benetton. Uh, his dad was Michael played there I think his mum
0: his mum's from there
1: his mum's from there I think so yeah so, so they've got a little bit of history yeah. there there's obviously talk of Andre Esther Hazen mm-hmm. you don't need to answer that I know the answer to that <laughs> going back to South Africa mm-hmm. Henry Arundel like, had yeah. him on the show as well and there was all the talk about that, like Faz is off, you know, like all these kind of pockets and big players and young players that are looking elsewhere. Like what's the conversation as youngsters coming through? Is it to do with money, opportunity? I think there's a bit of that, but I think you look at it in football, there are always youngsters that have, they go
0: elsewhere and they kind of, just to kind of get away from the English press, I think the English media and the English press can be quite, harsh and critical on our own talent Mm. I think they look elsewhere and they're like oh France have got XXX and South Africa have got this but then when it comes to their own they make a couple of mistakes or they have one bad game and suddenly it's they're done get rid of them let's get someone else in and I think as a youngster heading off to somewhere new I think a lot of like the French the Benetton obviously have invested massively there's a lot of excitement around that so I think to get away and you just have some time to yourself, focus on yourself, Back, get back and join your rugby again without all the critics on your back. I think it's great for the youngsters.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it's like over in France and Italy, just to name two, mm-hmm. because I don't speak the language, no, broken neither. French. But investments, the word right, mm-hmm. as in it's undeniable. You look at the top 14, sold out to the rafters yeah. every single game, almost like a football tribalism to it. Yeah, Italy... I know that they're invested. Mm -hmm. You look at their under-20s coming through, beat France the other night. They nearly beat Ireland, who are the best under-20s in the world right now. Benetton that you just mentioned. But all the whispers coming out of Italy is investment, which sport is, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. It's about investment. It's about money. And people don't like talking about that yet. I feel like in England especially, the URC not so much, but in England especially, everything is about money. Mm -hmm. Everything, as in... But in a nega, they 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 talk about it in a negative way. Yeah, as they're going over to cash in. Yeah,
0: he's not. He doesn't. Yeah, he's not faithful. Whatever. There you go.
1: But but also they talk (laughs) about our players shouldn't get paid too much. Salary cap. Clubs clubs are disappearing. Like like it's to do with the like like it's to do with the (laughs) The players. players' fault. Yeah, yeah, like it's the players' fault, and they're the ones that. You know mm. need to be the ones that that miss out. Mm-hmm. I think it is mental like I think yeah. it is crazy that that's even brought in, and I understand why, but I still think it's crazy i, I th- it's spoken about in the same the players need to be shielded from that mm-hmm. like, it's got nothing to the commercial model and everything around the growth of the game that's got nothing you lads are doing it, yeah you're putting out a product there which for me is one hundred percent sellable, mm-hmm. like we're speaking about it, as yeah. in the quality of some of the games, the big show the showdown, the big game, (laughs) whatever it is. You are falling in line and playing in these games. You know, the regulation line. Players are coming back from Six Nations and they're happy to play. They might not be happy, but they'll be playing midweek. You'll jump from competition to competition. You'll play 30 games a season. You'll play on artificial pitches, even though that we know that they're not good. Yet, you know, when players are saying, well, I want to get paid. I don't want to get paid 100 grand a year. I want to get paid fucking 350 grand a year. You know but we can't talk about that. Exactly. Can't yeah. say that because the game's in such a bad state. Mm-hmm. I do feel as if it's going to align though. I feel like the Yeah, I think in. it is.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think yeah, especially speaking to like the people who had a Prem rugby and stuff, I think everyone is kind of aligning and it is getting that kind of modern hit now. Yeah. And I'm hoping it will. Yeah. Just well, keep it ha- going it has to it has to, yeah.
1: What will your dad think? <laughs> will, yeah. he, will he be down with
0: it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he realizes the world's changed. Mm. Yeah, you have to change with the tide and that's the way it's going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what I mean it's like media being influential as well. And the irony in in this like with the media being influential is no one really reads the media. No. Now, like who reads and I say this respectfully, I did a column for the Times, which I now n- no longer do. But as in the tone of voice is coming from the likes of people writing Articles, yeah. yeah. The next generation of people who we're trying to influence, everyone in the media, like as in doing a podcast, mm-hmm. you as a player, they ain't reading the Times, no, or the Telegraph, or the Guardian. No, exactly. They'd rather
0: listen to their favorite influencer rather than, of course, ...a journalist. Yeah, yeah.
1: and that's what we were talking about, like with the innovation with Prem Rugby. Is mm-hmm. why don't you get some of the some of these some of these TikTokers, right? Yeah, I think that's what their their route they're trying to get. Yeah, man. the Love Island stars, all of that, trying to get them
0: involved. Because mm. that's what kids want to watch these days isn't
1: it it's crazy so my mate works in marketing and like talking about like podcasting and Mm. kind of sponsoring like people or whatever whatever industry and he said what do you think like the biggest industry for like marketing is i said "Oh, it's got you know athletes you know get duan van der merver or finn russell wearing i don't know like a cap or you know nike or adidas or whatever it is or castor and he's like nah he's like give a bit of lipstick a bit of lipstick a tub a tube of lipstick to a Love Islander gone yeah making it's millions crazy, crazy. so whether we like it or not yeah that's the way it's going that's that's the industry and mm. that's what YouTube have done with uh, sorry that's what boxing have done with the YouTubers yeah bringing on them in, and it's the sell mm-hmm. and, and this is again the conversations with Prem Rugby like the game of rugby can be difficult to um, consume yeah right even like me and you love the Calcutta Cup match yeah You look on social media, everyone like it was crap, as in like a poor standard of rugby. I disagree. I thought it was phenomenal. Physical and all the stuff that we spoke about, the value is in the sell. And that is where... As in, I'm sold up a river, right? I got sold. I don't know if you remember the Colin McGregor and Floyd Mayweather oh, yeah, fight. Yeah, I remember that. Fucking yeah. I, bought it, right? yeah. I bought it. I bought so it. I was sold. I. Yeah, yeah. You know, we knew the outcome, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, exactly. I was sold. Mm-hmm. And you see like the Jake Paul fights and Logan Paul and KSI. Yeah. The fights are crap. Awful. Awesome. Do you know right. what I mean? But the, yeah. the hysteria and the glitz and glamour and the people that they align with, and it isn't the generation up.
0: It's the no. generation down. Exactly.
1: And that is where the money...
0: Yeah. Comes.
1: And that is where, you know, we'll get Finn wearing some lipstick and stuff like that and get the TikTokers there. (laughs) Yeah. And we need to have more of these conversations, right? And you're a young lad, like twenty-four years old, like you get it. Like it's awesome that you can come on and kind of say yeah. It's the way it's gotta go. It's the way it's gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. It is. We'll finish on the kind of six nations and a little bit around. Like what success looks like for England. Not that you're it's gonna be difficult for you to answer that, but like for the fans listening from an England perspective, and you've got some real good youngsters mm-hmm. across the board yeah. in that team, you know, like Sam Underhill, I know he's not a youngster, but Sam Underhill phenomenal. Ben Hill had him in the studios yeah. where i listening to him talk about it. Unbelievable athlete like Ollie Chesham, George Martin, who yeah. are a massive fan of. You've got Ben Spencer coming on, Alex mm-hmm. Mitchell, you've got Marcus Smith to come back, Finn Smith came on at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Whatever centres you want to put in, we've gone through the back three, and this is what I'm in. Mean. I'm, I'll go back to. I thought England were fucking good. Yeah, you've won the first two games, right in the mm-hmm. in the tournament. You've lost to a very good Scotland team, and it's like, what do the fans want? Like, what what yeah. are they looking for? Like, how do you say, and how do you show them actually like we are a good team? Yeah, I know. I think, and again, that's the negative spin of the media. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I, there
0: there were some individual mistakes at the weekend. Don't. There were probably for both more, teams. For both teams. But more for England. More for mean. England. But Scotland capitalised their moments. England didn't. That was the difference in the result of the match. Both teams, I thought, were full bore going at it. Levels of physicality were ridiculous. Um, Scotland gnaws the breakdown. Like, fuck, they went so hard at it and probably did get... A, that probably forced some errors. And I think... Yeah, the game of rugby is always... It's always like, oh, look at all these mistakes. Look at all this. But we did so much well as well.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean... Is the expectation as as England players and fans to win a Six Nations to be mm-hmm. Grand Slam contenders? Like because the talent and the talent pool yeah. in England, like, is that, isn't it? But people need to understand that it is a team in transition, and Ireland aren't. Exactly. Island are fully loaded probably now for the next few years. I think if you look at the average age of the squads,
0: even with the likes of like Danny Care, George Ford, who are 30 plus, Mm. our average age is still pretty young. Exactly. Because we've got the likes of the Tommy Freemans, you've got, I think people forget, like Freddie Stewart's only, is he 22 or 23? I think he's still so young. And Ollie Lawrence is still. 23-24 so like there's still so much youth who are nowhere near their prime and it was the first time a lot of those combinations are played together as well so or for a while so like Danny obviously coming in for the injured Alex Mitchell Ollie Lawrence first game back after injury Hmm. it can be tough coming back in and just trying to find your form again straight away like that so They'll, they'll get more cohesive as this tournament goes on and I think there could be a big upset in these last couple of games. Wow, Island, Ireland, eh? Yeah, Ireland and France. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I mean.
1: England put in good performance. I, know they, I mean, a couple yeah. of red cards in games, mm-hmm. in a couple of games before, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's something there. Yeah. I think you're going to be all right. So I'm the hype man, so I would say that. Uh, where are you headed now? You're going somewhere with Quinns, Yeah, off you?
0: to uh, Portugal to the Algarve for a little training camp with Quinns. Nice. Some warm and- weather training to...
1: Warm the bones, warm, warm the, the old bones. bones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That'll be cool though No, and it'll be really
0: cool. Yeah. I yeah. think it's just in this period you need a bit of change for players, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: You can't just do the same things week in, week out for six weeks. Yeah. So I think it's brilliant from Quinn's to obviously I'm gonna say that, aren't I? Oh, <laughs> of course, a free yeah. trip away. To course. Portugal, no, it's not free. It's <laughs> um you know, someone's <laughs> yeah. paying. Yeah, exactly. But um yeah, over there for a bit of warm weather training.
1: Yeah, that's class. what else I was gonna ask gonna ask you one thing. Oh yeah. Um you going on the Delalio podcast? That will go out before this. So you've yeah, been I, went, on I went on this morning. Did you go in the studio? Did go in the studio. How was yeah. it?
0: Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Good. Lawrence yeah. is a legend. I yeah, fucking yeah, love Delalio. He, he came he's on. He's a he, straight shooter, isn't he? He's,
1: <laughs> mate, <laughs> yeah. he's as alpha as they come. Yeah, he is. If I, you know, if I could say right, I want someone to be my dad, and some people might not like this because he's very loose. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'd like, would in a lineup, I'd be like, Lawrence Delalio. Yeah, I pick him as my dad. Full we on get away with much, will you? No. As in, he'll put you in line. Yeah, you know, definitely. Don't do as I do; do as I say. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. He's, he's a good bloke. Yeah. He is a good bloke. Um, so hopefully, back in the England mix. Hopefully soon. Mate. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, going into the end of season. Though. Is it a massive like incentive? Is it like awesome? Yeah, being in the mix. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah.
0: Summer tour. It's Japan and New Zealand, I think. So yeah, that'll be a cool one to get on. Yeah, never been over there, so. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a good run at the end of the season.
1: Yeah. Right. Well the great Caden Murley, thank you so much. Say let you dad for me. Yeah, I will do. I will yeah, do. awesome. Awesome to have you on the show. Lovely, thank so you so very much, much
0: mate.